society has become a very moving, flexible system. In this society, the persons, the individuals have to organize themselves. Who am I? How are I? With whom am I? Mm. For what am I? Yeah. So these questions, these deep questions of identity, who am I? Mm. This has to be done by individual persons each day again and again. Yeah. Identity is a process that enables us to participate in society, but it has to be done individually and each day again and again. And counseling is a space where this is done, mm-hmm. where this can be supported, where, can, where this can be framed. Hilarion Petzold spoke about um, a space of freedom. This is Three People in Your Head, a podcast about getting the best out of yourself and others. Co-hosted by John Fleming and myself, Matt Taylor. Sponsored by the International Transactional Analysis Association and the European Association for Transactional Analysis. Peter, thank you so much for joining us on Three People in Your Head. Maybe you could go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your roles within TA, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, thank you for the invitation at first. My name is Peter Rudolph. I'm a TSTA in the field of counseling, and I come from the northwest of Germany. And I'm working there in an institute with some friends, and we offer counseling, psychotherapy, training, supervision. And I mostly work in the uh, psychosocial health field. I work with child and youth help institutions, psychiatric clinics, and institutions who work with persons with mental illness, mental disease. Okay. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you first got into transactional analysis. No. This was my personal psychotherapy. I had a rather challenging young time and had rather challenging crises. And with... um, TA therapy, I experienced a person who integrated thinking, what was my resource always, and feeling and acting. Mm. They they connected somehow a belonging and an own responsibility. So it was a a really deep experience where I thought, yes, we can do something, we can change, we can take somehow the lead for ourselves. Brilliant. And this was interesting. And then I started to work with children and with young persons. And I realized that TA is a good way to think and to to conceptualize. Yeah. And I tell a little bit more about Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. tell us some more. Well, and um, I had uh, this uh, situation in the, in the uh, private office mm. where persons came and had their problems. And mm. when I make supervision in the, in the psychosocial health field with children, then we often have very complex situations where we have families with uh, a different and complex structure. Yeah. We have different cultures. We have uh, a discount in a serious uh, forms. And then to look what are problems, what are solutions, what are resources, how can I um, bring complex situations to a solvable and manageable uh, level? Uh, right. That was a, this there was the, a, an excellent tool. Mm. Excellent mm. tool. Yes, this was um, how I came as a person and as a professional then to, to okay. TA. So how long have you been qualified as a TA practitioner? Well, this was 
I, I think I had eight or ten years where I learned TA. Yeah. And in this time, I, I developed my work. Yeah? Yeah. And then uh, after having CTA, I rather soon made my PTSDA yeah. in Kiel in England. Okay. Nice. And um, yeah, and then I made my journey. Okay. Stepped on. And were you working in the psychological sphere before TA as well? Or was it TA that brought you into that world? TA brought me into, into that world. Yeah. Oh, okay. Before I, I, I intended to go to school. Okay. And when I studied school, we had a uh, practical... Um, um, sequences and then I realized oops um, this is not my work okay oh, right okay later I became for 10 years a school director of a little school but uh, at this time when I started I realized teaching children is too challenging for me <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, and that was your introdu introduction to working with children and families yeah as a teacher okay very yeah. good now, this episode is particularly focused on transactional analysis and counseling within mm. transactional analysis. So I wondered if maybe you could tell us a little bit about your perspective, your frame of reference on how counseling in transactional analysis works mm. and, and what that's about for you, your thoughts on that. Let me start with some uh, reflections about counseling. Mm. So, Do so, please. Um, my, uh, I have a certificate as a soci sociologist. I'm no psychologist, but I'm a sociologist. Yeah. And so I have a, a good view to societal questions. Yeah, yes. And when I, when I see um, clients coming to me, they are not coming because of ex exhaustion. This is the reason why they come concretely. Mm. But there are patterns of behavior, of thinking, of feeling, of organizing themselves are not fitting anymore. Mm. They, they um, organize their work and they organize their, their life, but the patterns are no longer fitting. And I think that we have a society that is very flexible, very agile, say it positively, mm. um, and persons have to, have to adjust themselves to, to the requ uh, requirements that are uh, made in different uh, contexts. Mm. Yes. If somebody from uh, um, northwest Germany goes to Stuttgart or to Munich, mm. this is a change of uh, culture, of identity, of, uh, mm. uh, of the whole person. Mm. And, um, yeah, society has become a very um, moving, flexible system. Yeah. And in this society, the persons, the individuals have to organize themselves. Who am I? How are I? With whom am I? Mm, yeah. For what am I? Yeah. So these questions, these deep questions of identity, who am I? Mm. This has to be done by individual persons each day again and again. Yeah. Identity is a process that enables us to participate in society. Yeah. But it has to be done individually and each day again and again. And counseling is a space where this is done, mm -hmm. where this can be supported, where, can, where this can be framed. Hilarion Petzold um, um, spoke about um, a space of freedom, counseling as a space of freedom where we can look what our, our, our exter external context. Mm. What does it mean to come from an agricultural uh, uh, 
region mm. into an industrial region yeah. or a post-industrial region. What does this mean? What does it mean that in my childhood things have, have happened? How can I realize, reflect, and manage my internal context mm -hmm. and my external context? Mm -hmm. This balancing and adjusting, I think this is identity work in a modern and postmodern society. And this is what we have to do. Right. Yeah. And uh, I've, uh, I had um, clients with such interesting histories. And then we look back two generations. Mm. And uh, I, I had a client, for example, who had Dutch parents, Dutch grandparents. Yeah. And German grandparents. And uh, the Dutch parents came from Rotterdam, which was bombed uh, by the Germans after they capitulated. Yeah. And the German family came from East Europe, And they had very painful experience mm -hmm. when they had to leave their places and they had um, experienced violence. And these wounded grandparents were in this client. Yeah. Mm. And to, to, to adjust it, to balance it, to bring it into one narrative so that he could okay. work in, in Germany now. So it's interesting. What, what I, I guess what I'm picking up from what you're saying is you are doing a lot of accounting for yes. contextual matters, cultural issues, uh, historical, transgenerational or intergenerational matters. And that's all taking place in this space that you describe as counseling. Yeah. Space of freedom, is that how you describe space it? Space of freedom, yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, and accounting is a good word for because when I when I uh, work in the in the child and youth uh, help mm. um, area, then we often have we often have children who who steal, who uh, hurt themselves or others, who have really crazy dysfunctional discounting behavior. Mm. We have parents of these children who have crazy dysfunctional and discounting behavior. It's really challenging. Yeah. And I love NTA that Byrne gave us tools to understand that the crazy father is not crazy but wounded mm -hmm. and that his way of behaving, thinking, feeling was a solution and an adap adoption, yeah. adaptation Adop yeah, that's right. uh, to, um, to his um, context yes. that he had. Yeah. And to account, to account that the that the um, dysfunctional behavior is a solution for a bigger problem. Yeah, um, this is a very helpful uh, mm. in, in my work. Mm. Peter, how would you differentiate from what you do in the counseling field to, let's say, the psychotherapy field? I'm wondering what, if any, overlaps or differences you would make, because I could also see how somebody in the psychotherapy field might be listening to this and say, oh, well, I could work with these people too. Mm. So how do you feel the counseling approach is different from the therapeutic <laughs> I approach? I see the big smile on your face <laughs> with that question. Well, as um, when I was in the executive committee of EARTA, we had um, outreach programs and we went to different countries and made workshops as executive committee. And when we were in Skopje, I told such stories 
uh, about counseling, and they said, "What is the difference? What is the difference?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice. Mm. Well, um, in Germany, we have a, it's rather easy to differentiate. Mm. I think so, um, because psychotherapy deals with illness, right. and uh, the 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 aim of psychotherapy, as I understand, mm. is to cure. Mm. Is to to support and to to reach healing, mm. so that the person who has a depression has afterwards no or less depression. Mm. This is not my aim. This is not my aim as a counselor. Mm. My uh, aim as a counselor is to empower, mm. to 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 support the person to deal him or herself, to deal with the aspects that are part of my history and to understand that this uh, depression that I have is something that I do in loyalty to the to the died grandfather or whoever. Mm. And then I can see, the, understand the depression as a solution. And sometimes I step into it and connect myself with my grandfather. But I can step out as well right. as an adult way of love and relationships and mm. so and loyalty so my my aim is not healing yes and my aim is um the development of personality and the empowerment and empowerment towards external contexts and internal context and your word of accounting is important i account that i had this kind of I internal defenses not feeling, becoming uh, anxious or whatever, mm. I can account this and I can account my parents who have who gave to me what they could yeah. and what they did not, could not give, they could not give. Yeah. So accounting is an important aspect. So the counseling is really working uh, with and in the adult ego state then a lot of the time. With what? With the adult ego state and yes. looking to build capacity and resource and access to to adult. Yeah, with the integrating adult ego state. Yeah, right. I work very, very much with um, um, with um, system constellation and family constellation. Okay. Yeah. In single settings. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then I put uh, then I put cards on the ground uh, for for the different members of the families for the different families for yeah. the topics and the person is wondering inside of herself of himself and feeling reflecting perceiving accounting managing his topics and persons that he comes from mm. this is um, I love that imagery and and as they are doing that are they communicating with you and and sharing their experience and yeah okay they are co okay. they are um, um they are wondering um, inside of themselves, mm. Mm. and I'm wondering inside of them. Mm. So, um, and we exchange. What do what do you perceive? What do I perceive? And uh, I'm rather experienced in wondering in persons, mm. and so I can uh, offer my my perceptions. And the aim is to account and to integrate, mm. and by this to empower. Yes, and it's really. 
it's a difference if I work on uh, mental illness or if I work on um, supporting um, development and supporting um, empowerment. Yeah. So. And what's the difference? How would you distinguish that difference? Um, when somebody comes to me uh, and says he has problems with his family, always anger and frustration and uh, the question, do they stay together or not? And uh, he says that he has a depression and I see that he has very depressive symptoms. Mm. As, an, as a psychotherapist who works with depression, I work with him until he has no more depression. Okay. If this is possible. Yeah. As far as as yeah. is possible. As a counselor, I work with him to, to empower him to 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 see his um life in a state as it is at the moment, to see options and burdens and to manage the burdens and to see the options and move towards the options. Okay, yeah. And if he needs his depression at the end uh, still or not, is, this, is not my, this is not my question. Um, I have clients who, who are, take their depression with them, mm. sometimes as a res resource to, to make a break yeah. uh, or whatever, mm. um, or as an aspect of loyalty. Or if, if they, This is not my question if mm. they still need it. My question is, are they able to take the challenges and options of their life? Mm, mm. This is what I, and I support balancing um, of, uh, of the aspects of their life. I, um, um, I, I support um, the, the feeling and taking care of values, mm. of meaning. Mm. These are questions um, more than health. Is yeah. it, becomes it visible? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great, yeah. great answer. I'm also wondering then at where, where and if there might be an intersection with coaching at the other side of counselling. Do you see that, that as being another field or as being something different? I'm interested in your thoughts about that if you have any. In Germany, we have now um, we have now a task force who shall uh, review the concept of counselling. Okay, I'm one I'm one member of this uh, task force. You could say it if I allow myself a certain kind of grandiosity. Mm. I could say it's all it's all counselling. Okay, because um, um, if you go if you go with um, coaching, you have to have more. Um, Competence and more knowledge about organizations, about um, uh, um, functional and professional systems, uh, and so on. If you if you work with uh, uh, people with p uh, psychiatric disease um, illness, you have to have knowledge in this. Mm. So, and if you work with children and youth help associations uh, um, institutions, you have to you have to have knowledge about. Um, development um, topics, about educational topics. So it's supporting persons in context. Okay. Yeah. So there's many roles yeah. under the role of counsellor, depending yeah. on what context you are involved in professionally. Yeah, so the, the, the uh, word above is counselling and below we have uh, uh, um, psychological counselling and private uh, practice. Oh. 
let's say something, or supervision or coaching. Mm. Yeah. Even psychotherapy we could put there, but um, I'm not sure about this. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. um, we have not only private offices in Germany, we have thousands of um, church, uh, ecclesial mm. uh, counseling offices. Support services. Yeah, yeah. Uh, counseling offices okay. for couples, for families, for life. Uh, so, And that's linked to the church? Uh, well, yeah, we have Catholic, we have uh, yeah. um, um, Protestant, yeah. we have um, township, uh, how do you call it, In, of the towns, of the cities. Like local council? Yeah. Okay. So, and we have, it's really exploding. Okay. The need of getting support to organize myself yeah. is increasing mm. extremely. Why do you think that is the case? I think, as a sociologist, yes. I think because we uh, we have a, a lack, we have a lack of bonding and clarity. Right. We have a lack of who am I and um, the the flexibility that persons have to have. Yes. Is not self evident. Uh, it's it's a really psychological work and challenge to yeah. to organize myself so that I get up in the morning, have a rather good mood. Mm work until five or six or whatever, mm. then go home and I, I do no violence against my family. Mm. So this is a lot of work that we have to do. Mm. And the flexibility of our society, the, the lack of bonding, the lack of uh, authentical contact uh, are aspects that destroy the ability of persons to organize themselves. In a mm. good way. Mm. I really like the way you describe it as a person organizing themselves because I, I recognize that there is a tension between being able to define who I am, as you mm. mentioned earlier, and you also spoke to the idea that we are like a verb, ever changing and constantly influenced by different uh, demands from different cultural and, mm. and societal influences. I think this is an, an, a good development that TA makes at the moment. Um, mm. uh, I think Corpion, uh, Michel Corpion calls it the relational turn. Yeah. Uh, we do, uh, less and less we, we define a person just as a person. Yeah. Mm. But we define a person as a person in a... Within a system. Uh, within a system. Yeah. This word of Ubuntu, I am, because yeah. we are... Mm. Becomes uh, becomes part of theory development yeah. step yes. by step, and yeah. I think this is something really important that we define and create tools for intersubjectivity, mm -hmm. for realizing, perceiving, and working with connected persons, yeah. so that we do not think this is Matt and the EEC. You are you with your wife and your yeah. systems and with your history, and so yeah. and to to see this system yeah. when you work with uh, persons. So I think this is uh, important and that we get more that we get more in touch with this. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean to you to be a systemic practitioner? I'm not a systemic You're practitioner, not? but I um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we can edit that one out. <laughs> no, we'll leave it. 
<laughs> oh, it's a beautiful question. You're a practitioner who works with systems. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, a practitioner and um, um, TA is my home and TA in, integrates deep psychology, psychological aspects, systemic aspects, behavioral aspects. Mm. So I, I developed in my last article, I, I developed something like uh, an idea following Keith Tudor of a holistic field. Okay. And um, I, think we, I think we have to integrate. And when I read uh, systemic theory, some aspects are missing for me. This is why I'm not a okay. systemic uh, uh, practitioner. Okay. This deep contact and encounter. When I look to Bernd Schmidt, for example, I don't know if you know, mm. he describes that two persons co-create reality. And mm. this co-created reality, he, he, he puts between them. Yeah. If I go to Matthias Sell, he brings these two persons in one field. Mm. He calls it the relational field. Yeah. And he shows very differentiated uh, how they are connected and interrelated. Yes. Mm. Um, and this is the direction where we have to go because um, the societal need steps into this direction and um, we have to build resources if, if somebody comes and we have to, to understand that he is not he and she's not she, but he is something that comes from and goes to. Yes. Yeah. So we need um, developed concepts. Mm. And we are in this process now. Great. It's nice to hear somebody like yourself who's been, because you were president of Veata for, a, for how long? Was it a year? Three years. Three years, for three years. And that you are focused on developing ideas and thoughts around TA theory that means that TA theory is evolving. And that's something that I, I, I love about TA, actually, is that it's not a static piece of theory. It's constantly evolving. And I, especially for me, I really love the idea that we are, who we are in relationship is what, how we are defined initially and then how we grow and develop. Mm -hmm. And so paying attention to that. Yeah. As president of ARTA, I think it, um, it was a little bit difficult. So I'm happy now not to be president. Oh, really? I'm more free. Yeah. Because two-thirds of our membership in Europe, or of this, is psychotherapy. Yeah. And if we look to Eastern European uh, uh, members and associations, we have clear psychotherapeutical members, and we have to support them and to um, those um, tools and concepts that work with the person yeah. have to be validated and researched and so on. Um, mm. uh, so, but as a counselor, this is not my key interest. Mm. As a counselor, I think I work with social systems and I, uh, health is not my topic. Okay, yeah. My, my topic is uh, responsibility, empowerment. Mm. This is mine. Do you feel like that might be a challenge for the professional associations then the fact that we actually have a very broad set of applications and that not everybody who might become president or have another role of responsibility might be interested or proficient in a particular area? Like you said, health isn't your, your area. 
I think this is a real, a real challenge to to the development of TA. Okay. And I'm not sure if we will stay together. Ah. I'm not sure, Be and I don't know if it's good to stay together mm. in this way, because the professions have different interests, different moves, different needs, different mm. processes, the, um, different aims. So, and um, what we should work with are our values. And look, how do you? realize okayness uh, when you work as a psychotherapist mm. and start with illness mm. and uh, how do you work in organization and how do I work in yeah. counseling yes uh, which values do you uh, um, do you follow which values are uh, important mm. and this value focusing this was uh, an important part for me mm. in my presidency um, to to look what brings us together it was yeah. important for me that as EATA and ITA, we made this support platform for those who are who are burdened by the war. Mm. And it was important for us not to say only Ukrainians, yes, but all colleagues and friends and persons who are betroffen, impacted, who are impacted by yeah. war. Yeah, yeah. So, what are the values that we represent and that we work for? To get this clearer, this was important. And what did you learn from that process, working with other colleagues? What was the thing that most stood out to you through that process? Uh, well, the uh, Ukrainian process was for me interesting and challenging. Yeah, because the Ukrainian colleagues suffered extremely challenging, terrible, dangerous situations. Yeah. And to stay there and to stand there and to say, we, we do this, we do this and support and stay with you. And nevertheless, we support as well Russian colleagues and we will not exclude Russian members mm. because they are Russians. Yes, of course. Yeah, there were, uh, there were requests in, in this direction. And how do we, how do we discuss this serious and challenging question? Mm. This was interesting. Well, it gets right to the heart of TA, doesn't it, around I'm okay, you're okay, and unconditional positive regard, you know, because the whole world began to, didn't it, say, okay, we, we exclude everything and anything Russian. So it would be natural that the TA community would also have to face the challenge that some might agree with that and others might not. So it's a very difficult political terrain to navigate and... I'd imagine that there's other things in presidencies that are difficult to navigate as well that might happen in the in the world. And I'm wondering very curiously about how the different fields might react differently to these things. Yeah. We will see how they react. Yes. <laughs> we will see how they react. What was important in, in the in the um process on the one side it was Ukraine uh, the Russian war in Ukraine. But we started it at the same time. I realized that in my time as a president, we had thousands of refugees that uh, drowned in the Middle Sea. Yes. We had a, a climate change that mm. increased. And as a psychotherapist or a counselor, we, we did not deal with this. Mm. And uh, I thought this, this, makes no this makes no sense. It's not, it's not good mm. when the world breaks together. I'm a German, and um, my parents lived in the in the thirties uh, and forties and fifties, and uh, 
my generation had to ask, uh, what did you do that it happened? Yes. That the uh, Holocaust happened. And I don't, uh, and if my children ask, what did you do while climate change? Uh, yes. And millions of people uh, died. What did you do? I want to have an answer mm. uh, when they ask. Yeah. And so with, with really beautiful colleagues, uh, we developed this common mission statement. Did you hear about it? I yes. heard about it, but I don't know that much about it yet. Yeah, we said the common mission statement was at first a process where we asked what connects us, yeah. ITA and the ARTA, yeah. and what are our values in a time where the world is breaking down, where yeah. climate, uh, social justice, autocratic systems uh, increase, and so on. And then we uh, developed a common mission statement where we say that, we, that those who practice TA are committed to the values of sustainability and social justice. Mm. And so we do not stay just with an I'm okay, you're okay, mm. but we step forward to a universal okayness. Mm. The refugees that, uh, that are drowning are okay as well. Yeah. And um, so the world that is um, drying, uh, uh, is destroyed, is okay as well. So this is what we, I think this is the development that we have to do as transactional analysts without losing the quality that we have. We are, we are not a political association and approach, but we have to take responsibility. It's not that the person that comes into my office is somehow a little bit more happy and somehow a little bit more self-dominating, determinating, but how do I support him to, to perceive that he is a connected person? Mm. So the awareness, not just I and you, yeah, I and you and you and the world and the world, yes, right. This is um, this is my image of the direction of the development of TA. Okay, universal okayness. Yeah, mm. and uh, this commission statement yesterday has been put into the statutes of EATA okay. by the General Assembly. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, last year as a council agreed to it, and as a, because it's a statute change, the General Assembly had to agree as well. Great. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really happy. And what this means now, if we're not just looking you and I, what does it mean for the development of concepts, of theory, of competencies, of exams, of trainings, yeah. of curricula, of syllabus? So we will see what the consequences are. Mm. But this is a journey we have to do now. That is really interesting because when we think back to the origins of transactional analysis, that's a, a sea change. That's a big change. Mm. And, and, and I'm excited by the, the thought of the development. And I guess I'm, I'm also very curious about the potential of loss or what may be missed in shifting from our current position to the universal okayness. But I guess that will unfold in time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we have to re do really have to take care about the losses, as, as you say. Mm. Well, um, because our colleagues from Spain to Kazakhstan, they work as psychotherapists, two-thirds of them. Okay. 
It's and, a big proportion, isn't it? Yeah. And sex uh, therapists, as I experience them, have a tendency to look to the, the single individual. person. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Are, they are paid for the single person. Yeah. Mm. And um, this has to be respected. But as a counselor, I see that when I work with families, when I work with uh, social systems, then I see that I am because we are. Mm. Yes. What comes to mind for me is the idea that already in, in theory, we have pieces uh, like the two person plus that Keith Tudor talks about or contextual transaction mm. analysis, the James Sedgwick book. So there is already uh, thoughts and ideas around psychotherapy that account for context. So it's exciting. There's a, there's a lot of really good movement and development in yeah. the theory. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm uh, curious how my psychotherapeutic colleagues develop their work yeah. so that it is still paid and accredited. Yes. And nevertheless, they have the relational turn as well. Yes. So, yeah. uh, but they have to organize it via the, the ill person. Yes. And this is not my necessity. Yeah. If I think that this man should bring his wife or his children, I ask him to bring his wife and his children or whomever, yes. whoever is good and helpful. And I wonder as well if we, if it is a total sea change, because when Burns started, there was a lot of group work. That's true, actually. And a lot of residential community settings. Yeah. So I don't know if TA does fully have its feet in individual work. I think this is a phenomenon after Burn. And it's become the status quo now yeah. that psychotherapy is done one, one to one. Up. Yeah. But I'm not too sure that that is where Byrne's head was at. I mean, I don't know. I never met the man. <laughs> but from the sense I get of him and who he was and what he was about, I think group work was, was, it was a big thing for him. Yeah, I, I think so too. If I look to the work and to the development, to the reality of mm. Byrne, then we have social and we have group group aspects and experiences and concepts and so on. Yeah. We have the radical psychiatry uh, with Steiner and other authors. But the development of uh, TA went towards a single person yes. treatment. Yeah. Do you do you think that is because of the neoliberal context in the West which focused on the individual? Do you think TA was influenced by that? This is a nice question. And <laughs> we maybe don't have time today. <laughs> um, I think the, the history of the individual starts in the 15th century. Do you? When we have this proportion studies of Leonardo da Vinci. You, you know this guy? Who's yeah. In the middle? Yeah, the Vitruvian man. Yeah. Yeah. He puts, he puts man into the center of the world. If you see other pictures from this time, yeah. then you see that God is in the middle. And the persons are in, at the edge of yes. pictures. Fascinating, yeah. Okay. And uh, we had, this was a time when capital, independent kings uh, developed. Mm. We have uh, the East Indian Company. We mm. have, uh, in Germany, we have the Fuggers. Capital and uh, society became more uh, flexible yeah. and more in, into a movement. Yes. And at the end of the 18th and 19th century, we have an industrialized society where the one meets the other yes. as independent uh, members of the market. Yes. Yes. 
and yeah. Freud did his part yes. to, to follow this. And I read, uh, when I was in London, I found a book of Sally Swartz, a South African author, hmm. who wrote about psychoanalysis and colonialism. Colonialism. Yes. yes. And uh, she says that psychoanalysis has the patterns and the movements of colonialism. Mm. Fascinating. Because um, exploring and taming the unknown... Wow, that's really I.e. the unconscious. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, I thought this is really interesting, and this uh, is, is my thinking. This we have to take care that we, as psychological supporters in our different professions, yeah, do not only support a single person to behave fitting to the economic uh, requests. Yes, so. I agree. I think economics has a huge impact and also, in a way, psychotherapy has been productized to fit the capitalism narrative. You know, you meet one-on-one and people productize their services, you know, and I, I think there's a danger to to that. Um, but we won't get into a debate about <laughs> capitalism this morning. <laughs> so, neoliberalism, is that was your question. Yeah. Um, this is um, one phase. Yes of these uh, political and philosophical framings yeah. that lead to the single-person treatment. Right, it's mm. a development, yeah. So, I'm very we could aware of, go on um, and on. Yeah, yeah. This is a fascinating it's, conversation. Yeah, we could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to do another episode. Absolutely, this, we'll be having you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might have a panel discussion. Yeah. It could be very interesting to have a panel discussion with yeah. uh, colleagues from the other fields about some of the things that we talk to today to see, you know, how different viewpoints mm. agree or diverge. Yeah, this, yeah, this would be interesting. And when there was a congress in Lindau uh, of the German Association, mm. uh, we had a we had a panel discussion about uh, okayness. Mm. And it was interesting to to see how um, okayness is now used in in organizational development and societal development and that we have to look, is this I am okay, you are okay? Is this a figure that is still fitting enough? Mm. Mm. And there are different um, mm. views on this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been, unfortunately, for, for the sake of time, we need to go. close there. Yeah. But it's been a such an interesting conversation. Yes, I feel so like much, the Peter. time passed so quickly. Yeah, it would but, Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your, your wisdom with us. Much appreciated. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for doing your work. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. As always, if you found anything in today's episode interesting, please feel free to reach out. You can visit our website, which has lots of information and resources, transactionalanalysispodcast.com. You can connect with us on all major platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. And you can email us at info at transactionalanalysispodcast.com. If you aren't already, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by the International Transactional Analysis Association. You can find out more information on the ITAA at www.itaaworld.org forward slash ITAA hyphen membership hyphen benefits. And the European Association for Transactional Analysis 
You can find more information on AATA at www.eatanews.org. Thank you.